I wish they all could be California podcasts. No, 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 not just Cali. You see, this podcast goes out all over the world. So um, they might originate here in Cali, but they stream out to the whole planet. And thank goodness, because oh, all the incredible topics we're going to be touching on today. In case you didn't know, you're on the Harland Highway. I am Harland Williams. So very thrilled you could be along for the ride for another fantastic podcast where today we're going to have fun, but we're going to get a little serious, too. Um, we're going to be uh, having a guest in, a special guest. Gene Pompa will be here, comedian, stand-up extraordinaire to provide some added giggles to the show. I love this guy. You're going to love him, too, I think. Um, we're going to be talking about the lottery. Um, have you ever won the lottery? Do you have a system? Um, we're going to be talking about racquetball. Have you ever played? I have. I'm going to share that experience with you. And then we're going to be talking about shark finning. Yeah, I'm going to give you information how you can get proactive and help put an end to this horrible practice. And then speaking of sad, somebody died I won't say who. We're going to get into it, as always, right here on the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Hey, it's Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. Any feeling lucky, huh? Who plays the lottery? Who sits in front of their TV and watches those little ping pong balls pop all over the place? I mean, wouldn't you have just as much fun sitting in front of your microwave and watching a bag of microwave popcorn come to life? It's ridiculous. And then they have a model. A model has to pick up the balls. 37. 42. 9. It's like you're picking up ping pong balls, baby. I've seen better ping pong balls in uh, Bangkok, if you know what I mean. Hello! <laughs> Any one of these people that have the magic numbers, huh? Well, I'll take my nephew's birthday, and the day I got married, and the day I threw my husband off a cliff, and the day I got my first pubic hair, and those are my numbers. Yeah, okay. And then how about this little thing you finally win, right? You go in on it with like 40 people from work, the jackpot's like $90 million. 30 of you win because you all played together. And you're like, we won $90 million. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy a mansion and a yacht and some racehorses and uh, a small country. 
And then you break it down. It's like, well, let's see. There's 30 of you. 90 divided by 30 goes into 45. Well, there's some of them divided by minus the thing. They got the thing. And then, okay, everybody gets uh, $1.7 million. Okay, well, uh, forget about the small country, but I'm still going to get the racehorses in the house. And and uh, you're the government. Uh, uh, let's see, 40% of that. Uh, so that brings it down to, uh, you now have uh, $700,000. Okay, well, at least I can get the racehorses in the new house. And, uh, by the way, if you click now, uh, the lottery uh, company only gives you uh, $100,000. Or if you want those payments made over uh, 300 years, you can get the full amount of $700,000. But if you click now, we'll give you a $100,000. Oh! Yay, I can put a down payment on a small cabin in the woods in Georgia. Oh. Oh. What happened to the $90 million? <laughs> Lottery schmottery, man. You've been punked, sucker. Take me out to dinner somewhere on the Harland Highway. Hello! Oh, yeah, winning the lottery. And speaking of winning, how many of you folks have uh, a competitive streak in you? How many of you engage in athletic activities, competitive sports, um, and, uh, how many of you are willing to try a new sport? Well, I got involved in a sport that I had never played before. Quite recently, I got immersed in the world of racquetball, um, a kind of a weird, uh, sport. Um, how it works is you get a stubby little tennis racket. It looks like somebody, uh, you know, sawed the handle off a tennis racket and all you really have is the head of the racket, and a little grip to hold. And uh, you put your little shorts on and your little running shoes, and uh, you step inside what looks to me like an insane asylum white cell. Okay, you ever you ever seen those, those movies or shows where they, they refer to the white room, the padded white room? <laughs> well, that's what racquetball courts look like. You walk through a glass door... And you're in this small uh, room about the size of a garage, and it's all white. And it's kind of scary and echoey and creepy. And, uh, you know, everything's there but the straitjacket. Instead, you're there with a little racket and your Adidas. And uh, you're supposed to wear little protective goggles. They look like welder's goggles. I, I don't really know that many people that wear them. But um, what happens is you go in this little room with your little rackets and you get a little rubber ball, or I don't know what it's made of. It's, I don't know that it's rubber, but it's, it's got a bouncy consistency to it. Maybe it's just balled up bubble gum. I don't know. And you just hammer that ball at the wall. You just kill it, man. That thing bounces all over the walls. And uh, you just chase that ball down, and you, the idea is you smash it against a wall, and it bounces on the floor once, and then your uh, your competitor smashes it against the wall. And I tell you, even if you don't like the sport, it is just a great way to get your aggression out, your frustration, your anxiety, whatever it is, man. It's like 
it feels like you're punching a wall. It's just like bam, 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 and that ball, you just hear it slap on the wall, and it bounces all around, and, and you don't have to run far because, like I said, it's, it's like the size of a garage. Um, and that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, you, you get in there and you do that. The only thing that's tough is, uh, when you try to talk to your partner in there because the ceilings are very high and it's very echoey. So when you start uh, talking to the person you're playing with, you can't understand a thing they say because of the echo. This is what it sounds like. When you're standing in a squash court trying to talk to your friend, asking simple questions, you know, because in between shots, maybe you ask your uh, friend what they did on the weekend or how their job is going or whatever. And this is what it sounds like. It's ridiculous. Hey, man, how's everything going to work? What? I, I, I can't hear you. I said, how's everything going to work, man? Can you enunciate? I can't really pick up what... I said, how's everything going to work, dude? I can't really... Can we just play here? What? 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 What'd you say? What? I can't hear you. What? 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 Do you want to finish playing or what? What? I don't understand. What? Can you speak in English? What? What are you saying? What are you saying? What? What? Honest to God, man. That's what it's like. It's even worse. Like, here you can almost hear the words, but when you're when you're there, it's like, it's probably triple as bad. You cannot make out a sound. It's just like... So if you're going to play a racquetball, maybe that's another good thing. You don't have to worry about conversing or talking or getting into all the BS. It's like, look, man, let's walk into that room. Let's just play. Um, I can't understand you, so I don't really need to hear about your relationships, your job, your vacation, nothing. Let's just play a sport. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that's how they designed it. So if you get a chance, it's a really great sport. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Racquetball, um, it's noisy, but at the same time, it's oh so sweetly silent. (laughs) Hey, 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 everybody. You're rolling down the Harland Highway with me, Harland Williams. And uh, man, oh, man, I have a funny guy in here with me today. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I've worked with him on the road at many a comedy club. It's Mr. Gene Pompa here. How you doing, Gene? Oh, very good, sir. Thank you. God, you you look good today. Yes, I just I'm a little tan. I got uh, some sun out there in Vegas. Oh, you're in Vegas. Oh, hooker country, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You look like a hooker. No, guy. no. Yeah, come no. on. You do the hookers. No, I don't. Come on. No, honestly, I've never been with a hooker. Seriously. And you know, about ten years ago, I was in Vegas, and this friend of mine tells me I'm with hookers all the time. But no matter what they charge, I only offer them a hundred dollars. I always get something. So I was like, I'm gonna try that. So I was at the bar, and there was a prostitute there. Yeah. And she goes, hey, you want to go out on a date? And I said, oh, you know, what's the deal? She said it's $350. And I got all nervous, you know, I forgot what I was supposed to say. Yeah. And all I could come up with is, I can't, because my mom only gave me $100 to, to spend on hookers. 
Wow, your mom's a cheap ass, huh? Yeah, I was supposed to spend the rest on groceries. You know, I've been with the same chick for a long time, so, like, sometimes I spice things up. Like, she'll come over dressed as a hooker. Yeah. Yeah, then I'll take her in the bathroom. I'll make love to her in the shower. Yeah. And then I'll leave $100 on the bathroom sink. Yeah. Then I go in the living room. I put on my pimp outfit, and I take the money back. And I say, hey, man, you are short, bitch. Where's the rest of my money? Sometimes I'll do role-playing with my neighbors. You yeah. Know, like I'll, I'll yeah. go next door to my neighbors. Yeah. I'll say, hi, my name is Gene Pompa. I thought I should come over in here and introduce myself. I'm a registered sex offender. And I was just wondering if anyone here wanted to register to have sex with me. <laughs> because I'm certified. <laughs> and they always say no. So I say, okay, well, if you change your mind, I'm right next door. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. you got your papers. And I'm also captain of the neighborhood watch. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so see me, see me lurking about. You're the pa- you're the whole package deal. Yeah, I make sure everything's okie dokie. So hookers in Vegas? Did you go to Vegas? A lot of hotels there, man. I like I like Vegas. I like the hotels in Vegas now. They're beautiful. Oh, they are. Yeah, I like staying in hotels though, because around two o'clock in the morning, when I was all drunk, I like to dress up as Satan. Then I'll cruise over to the elevators, and when the doors open, I say, "Going down." And then I lick everybody in the lobby. <laughs> Where do you keep your little Satan costume? Is that with your pimp costume back at the house? or I have a wardrobe in my van. You got a lot of little outfits. Yeah. All right, well, we want to hear more about that. More with Gene Pompa here on the Harland Highway. Later in the show, we'll, uh, we'll check back in with Gene and... Uh... And we'll just have some more giggles. I love that guy, man. He is so friggin' funny. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, learn more about Gene Pompa, you can uh, check him out. Uh, on uh, He's on uh, YouTube. He's on MySpace. He's on Facebook. He's probably on Twitter. He, you know, it's not hard to find people nowadays. So uh, check him out. Find out uh, where Gene uh, might be playing at a comedy club near you. I highly, highly, highly recommend him. Hilarious. And uh, like I said, we'll get we'll get back with Gene later in the show, so hang around for that. But for now, let's get to uh, the opposite of comedy, and uh, let's check in on uh, something that's a little more serious. Uh, a couple of months back, I told uh, all you listeners about a uh, a uh, a thing that's happening uh, to our planet, to our oceans, to our fish. Uh, I told you about a movie called Shark Water. It's a documentary uh, which kind of chronicles a horrible industry wherein uh, fishermen pull up sharks from the sea, cut their fins off, and throw them back in the water alive. And the reason this is done is for one reason only. It's to make a delicacy, if you can call slaughtering sharks a delicacy. Somehow those those two things just don't seem to go together. Um but basically, uh, they slaughter the sharks to make a soup, a, a, an Asian soup called shark fin soup. So millions upon millions of sharks are being uh, slaughtered in the most cruel fashion uh, in the oceans every year so that people can enjoy a nice warm bowl of soup. 
It's pathetic, and a lot of restaurants here in the United States of America and around the world serve this soup. And in my opinion, it needs to be stopped. I think there's enough soups at the supermarket. I think there's enough hot, heartwarming uh, beverages, hot chocolates and teas and clam chowder and cream of tomato. You know, I don't think we need to decimate the sharks in the ocean, which are a huge part of our ecosystem, so that some fatty can drink shark fin soup at a fancy restaurant. So what uh, we decided to do was to create a website, uh, and let me give it to you right now. It's called saveashark at gmail.com. And what you can do is, uh, if you're interested in helping this cause, send us an email and just let us know you'd like our uh, form letter and we will email you back a, a letter that uh, targets restaurants uh, in the United States at the moment that serve shark fin soup, okay? Uh, we will email you uh, the cover letter with the address and everything, and uh, if, if you feel inclined, if you feel like you want to help, if you want to put pressure on this horrible industry... All you have to do is uh, email us at saveashark at gmail.com. Give us your email address. We will send you back our forum letter with the, the restaurant we are targeting for that month. Okay, so every month or possibly every few weeks, we are going to target a new restaurant that is serving this horrible soup and try to pressure them to stop serving this soup and and maybe uh, also help educate them as to this this horrible vicious uh method of um you know collecting shark fins and uh we figure the only way to kind of stem the tide of this uh, epidemic is to uh, educate and inform and maybe let restaurant owners realize that uh it's just the wrong way to go and so this is uh, my little effort and hopefully your little effort to try and uh, do something good in the world, try and help save uh, a species, many species of shark. And although you may be scared of sharks, although sharks may seem uh, ferocious and voracious and vicious, which they are, they're top uh, apex predators, um, it doesn't mean they deserve to be slaughtered like this, and and it also really gets back to us. If you watch this movie Sharkwater, um, you will see that that they are a very intricate part of the ecosystem. Wherein, if they were uh, decimated and sharks were uh, to become extinct, uh, there could be very very adverse effects on the human race and on the oceans and the sea, which we rely on and. Uh, it's just a domino effect. So I hope you uh, decide to get involved. I hope you write to us at saveashark at gmail.com. Like I said, we will uh, email you uh, the restaurant that we are targeting, and we certainly hope that you'll take the time to uh, take a 45-cent stamp, uh, fold up the letter, put it in an envelope, and mail it to the restaurant and start putting pressure on them so that we can do a little good in the world and uh, 
help save the Sharks. And just before I bail out of this topic, I uh, I want to read a letter from one of the uh, Harland Highway listeners who uh, took the time to respond to the podcast I did about shark water and shark finning. As you know, you can always write to me at uh, harlandwilliams.com. Um, and I do read your letters, and uh, we do get them out on the show. Um, so... Uh, This is a great letter that came in from Carolyn Studney, who who listened to the show and had a reaction to my podcast about shark water. And let me read you her email. Uh, Harland, I want to thank you a million times over for taking the time in your podcast to discuss shark finning. I didn't know anything about it, and you educated myself and countless others on this horrific and barbaric practice. I appreciate that you use your ability to reach thousands of people to educate those listening on incredibly important topics like this. Please keep it up. There's a ton of ignorance out there, and it's through mediums like this that we can learn about things going on that need to be changed or stopped. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Carolyn, thank you so much for taking the time, and I certainly hope you're one of the people that uh, follows through drops us an email at saveashark at gmail.com, and let's get this thing going, man. Let's stand up for something. Let's put a foot down and uh, stop such a senseless, barbaric uh, waste of our natural resources, um, the sharks in our seas. So there you go. I'm going to keep reminding you people about this cause uh, every now and then. To uh, keep it moving, keep it flowing, and if you get the chance, uh, check out Shark Water. It's a documentary. Uh, just uh, dial it into your uh, TiVo or your uh, your uh, digital satellite device, and uh, lo and behold, one day it'll probably pop up, and and you can see what we're talking about. Um, so that's it. A little a little bit of a serious tone here, but as you know on my show, I like to uh, keep you laughing. And keep you thinking. Um, And uh, we just did the thinking part, so now let's get back to the laughing. Let's get back to our friend, Gene Pompa. Hey, everybody, you're motoring down the Harland Highway, and uh, I'm with someone very funny today. I'm with my buddy, Gene Pompa, superstar comedian from Conan O'Brien and Comedy Central, and... uh, what, what's your deal? You're rolling down the Harland Highway here. What, what's your take on cars here, oh, man? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. You know, I just got a new um, Porsche Boxster. Whoa. Yeah. You know, I really couldn't afford it, but I figured, what the hell, I was going to pick up a couple extra hours a week at work. Yeah. Yes. So I'm working 147 hours a week now <laughs> at Jack in a Box. Oh, man. As the day and night manager. Smart move. Yes. But I'll tell you something, you know, when I drive... I drive whatever speed the freeway is that I'm on. What do you mean? Like, if I'm on the 57, yeah. uh, I go 57. Oh. And when I'm on the 60, uh, I drive 60. <laughs> and when I'm on the 405... You're pretty much breaking the sound barrier yeah. at that point. You ever been, like, in your car, though? And you're like, yeah. You're in your car, right? Yeah. And uh, you kind of, like, start talking to yourself, right? And you catch yourself talking to yourself. Yeah, people do yeah, that. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. And you're at a stop sign, but then, you like, you look around, 
you notice that other people are watching you. I think that's so embarrassing, especially when you're having a really heated discussion, you know, and you're crying because you hurt your feelings. Oh. Because you said something to yourself that you took the wrong way. Can never take it back. No. We were having trouble in our sex life, actually. Seriously, me and my old lady. We Why? See a, uh, uh, I'm not sure. She has some issues. We went to go see a sex therapist. Yeah. And she recommends we incorporate the use of sex toys, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you ever use sex toys, but you know, they're not really toys. Any household item will work. So, oh. her, so her favorite sex toy yeah. turned out to be a tube of toothpaste. I don't know what what. what? That's what it was, and it worked out great because now she's always smelling minty fresh. And I have 30% fewer cavities. Wow. And also, I'm, I don't mean to be rude, but there's a hair stuck in your tooth right there, buddy. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're here with Gene Pompa. Gene, thanks for coming in, man. Oh, thanks for having us. Check out his new CD. What's it called? Chicano to the Bone. And what's the website? GenePompaComedy.com. GenePompaComedy.com. Check out Gene. You're going to love him. And you know what? Screw it. I, I love Gene so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have him hang out after the show today and we're gonna lay down some more and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get him back here uh for the next podcast for some more, man. He cracks me up. <laughs> I hope uh I hope uh you uh, aren't turned off of toothpaste in any way. <laughs> And I hope uh, you enjoyed Gene. Well, we'll have Gene back on the next show. I, I gotta, I gotta have him back. He's just too funny. Um, and like, uh, like I said, check, check out Gene's stuff. Uh, you're, you're just gonna love this guy. Do I seem a little down? Yeah, because somebody died this week. It's always sad when anybody dies, but you know who died this week? Oh. Someone that touched us all. It was the guy who created Scooby-Doo. Yeah, the guy that created that lovable ghost-chasing dog, Scooby-Doo. Shaggy and Velma and Freddy and Daphne. Can you imagine being at that funeral? Shaggy shows up and reads the eulogy. Like ashes to ashes, like dust to dust, like though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, like I shall fear no evil man. Now, like, is there any food being served here? Oh, oh. <laughs> Freddy's organizing the pallbearers. Okay, Daphne, Velma, you stand up front. Scooby, Shaggy, you take the rear. I don't know, Freddy's always organizing everybody. And then, of course, you know, Shaggy's going to be stoned, right? So they're going to drop the coffin, and the guy's going to roll out, and Velma, or Thelma, or whatever her name is, is going to go, Chinkies, he rolled out! And then, of course, there's uh, Daphne, the hot one. And, you know, she's just going to be cruising for dudes at the funeral. Because she's so hot, always wearing that short purple skirt. You know what would be fun, though? If you're the guy that invented Scooby-Doo, you got to come back as a ghost, right? 
you got to come back as a ghost and haunt Scooby and Shaggy and the whole gang. Go to a little town, and they can finally corner you. You're the ghost. They corner you in the corner, and someone pulls the mask off, and it's you, the guy that created them. And Scooby's like, well, <laughs> it's the guy who created us. Like, it's the guy who created us, Scoob. That's what I just said. <laughs> and Freddy would jump in. Scooby? Shaggy? Shut your pie hole. And I think I'll shut my pie hole right now and go and mourn the death of the creator of Scooby-Doo. God rest his soul in Hanna-Barbera heaven on the Harland Highway. <laughs> Oh, I hate to end the show on such a sad note, but kind of funny. You know, the guy, the guy, the gang from uh, the Scooby-Doo show at a funeral. Um, I enjoyed it. And my thanks to Gene Pompa, who was uh, here today to, to give us some giggles. As I said, we'll have Gene on the next show, man. We got, we got to have more of Gene. Gene, Gene, the giggle machine. Um, don't forget, uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, now available on Amazon.com. Um, you can, uh, rent or, uh, buy as a download on uh, my crazy indie movie. So check out Amazon and search for, uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. Um, don't forget you can pick up the highway on your mobile device at Stitcher, Stitcher.com. They have a free app. That gets you all hooked up, man. Uh, and uh, don't forget our f new phone number. If you want to leave a message for the highway, it's 888-500-2090. Uh, um, and uh, lastly, I know I've got a lot of announcements today, but what the hell? It's announcement day. Uh, don't forget, saveashark at gmail.com if you want to uh, be put on our mailing list so that we can send you, uh, you know, every couple of weeks a, uh, a restaurant that is serving shark fin soup um, and you want to get involved and help save sharks, uh, we, will give, we will send you the letter to your email that you can sign and put in an envelope and... Uh, send out and start putting the heat on uh, restaurants that are serving this ridiculous menu item that's killing the sharks in our oceans. Um, so there you go. Um, had a great time. Hope you had a good time. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, gosh, I guess all I can say is until next time, oh, chicken, chow, Maine, baby! Zoinks! A seagoing ghost! It's the miner, the miner 49er, and at night you can hear the mine moaning, calling for the miner. Well, like if I had a face like that, I'd moan too.